bless you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God bless you. It is morning time, baby. The Bible says his mercy is renewed every morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we're about to rejoice and be glad therein. He's given us new mercy. Yes, he's given us another day to praise his name. He's given us another day to give him glory. He's given us another day to tell his story and to tell our story and testify about the goodness of the Lord. You know, the Lord is so good to me. You know, I, I was really sick in my body for the last three or four days. Probably still am sick in certain areas. But the Lord seemed fit to, to, to bless and to heal and give us some strength back just walking, praise his name. Listen, don't you understand this? That I do believe that God hears and answers prayer. But I'm not one to get discouraged if, he's, if the answer to his prayers is no. Hallelujah. No, because wherever it is, he steals God. <laughs> wherever goes down in your life, he steals God. He is still God. Hallelujah. The Hebrew boys, they had a, a testimony before they was thrown in the fiery furnace. Hey Amen. If you know your Bible real closely, you've ever been studying your Bible, you ever heard the word before. You know how the Hebrew boys got thrown in that fiery furnace. But before they got thrown in that fiery furnace, they had a testimony. The testimony was simple. Oh, King, our God is able to deliver us from this burning fiery furnace. But if he doesn't, oh, don't worry about it. We're still going to praise him. <laughs> Do you have a if he doesn't praise in you? That's right. Oh, okay. I know how God is. I know God is able to give me the job. I know God is able to give me a new wife. I know God is able to give me a new house, new car. I know God is able to bless me spiritually and health-wise and different things. But if he doesn't, I'm still going to give him the glory. I'm still going to give him the praise. We is not going to go back on him. We is not going to bow down. Some folks don't got it backwards. Um, God ain't Santa Claus. He ain't supposed to give you anything that you want. But one thing for certain, all the promises of God are yea and amen. Glory to God. You ought to give God a praise right now. Give God a praise for those who thought that you wasn't saved. Give God a praise for what God is doing in your life. And just keep just keep going. Because you know that God is able to make you stand. Listen, I want to come before you in the word before you in the word of the Lord. You know that. You know I come with the word. Because if it's the word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. You know I come with the word. When I come in the broadcast, when I come in the podcast, I don't come to play no games. But I came to bless the Lord. I didn't come to play no games, but I come to flow in the gift and according what God has told me to do. Hallelujah. And we um, come to you, and I really want to come to you in the spirit of Paul. I want to come to you in the spirit of two men, spirit of Paul and the spirit of Peter. I want to come to you in the spirit of Paul because Paul says, I labored more than them all. That's what I want to do. I want to labor in this word more than them all because we got some things that we need to uh, make up for, I do believe. We got some things that we need to give God the glory for, I do believe. We got some things that we need to give God the power and, uh, and to let it, the, the power of the Spirit flow in our lives. Listen, did you know that um, the Bible talks about um, glory to God, how that he that has forgiven of the most sins is the same that loved the Lord most. You got to think about how much God has forgiven you of. When you start thinking about how much God has done for you and forgiven you of, you, you love him more. Hallelujah. 
and that's what the place where I, I, I'm at right now that I got to start thinking about how much God has forgiven me, how much God has put up with. Even though we know he nailed it to his cross, we still, we like, whoa, God has really put up a whole, with a whole lot of mess that I've done over my lifetime. I see, I got to give him glory. I got to love him more. I got to pray more. Not to get saved. We're already saved. But I got to love him more. I got to pray more. I got to show my appreciation more. That's what we want to do. Um, that's what we want to get to you. And that's what we want to do for you. And let you understand that God has done a lot. He's done exceedingly abundantly above. He's forgiven us of so much. We all we want to love him more. Don't you want to love the Lord more? Hallelujah. Go read the book of Mark chapter 5. Yesterday I was talking about a woman with the issue of blood. And I'm going to go right back into that same chapter in Mark chapter 5. But we're going to talk about another person in this story. And we talked about yesterday how God had through the through Jesus Christ had healed the woman with the issue of blood. The woman had an issue of blood for 12 long years. She went to all kinds of different physicians. Never, nothing got better. It only grew worse. I guess that stops that um, how to get over one man you get up on another man type thing. <laughs> Nothing got better. It only grew worse. She went to many places, but she heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, she faith came. And when faith came, she started to work and started to crawl through the crowd. And when she touched the hem of his garment, her faith was, if I touch the hem of his garment, I know I can be made whole. So when she touched the hem of his garment, immediately she was made whole. And the Bible says when she came to the Lord and told him all the truth, the Bible says he said, your faith has made you whole. From your plague, you go in place. Listen, your faith is about to make you whole right now with the plague that you're going through. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if it's COVID-19. I don't know if it's... You're going through some sickness in your body for us to flu. I don't know if you're going through just a, a mental breakdown. I don't know if you're going through different financial troubles. But I do believe that if you can learn how to touch the hem of his garment, get into his presence, I know you can be made whole. I know that for a fact. If I don't know nothing in this world, I know that. But distractions have caused us to be distracted from the light of God, from the presence of God. And we ain't going there no more. We on our way back to the Lord. And when I say we're on our way back to the Lord, we're not, I'm not talking about like you've been cast out of his presence. I'm talking about you're back, you're going back into a relationship in the same type of relationship that you used to have with the Lord. And that you're so one with the Lord now. Hallelujah. That you can hear the Lord speaking to you, telling you that that person that is talking to you right now. It just isn't right. They don't mean you're no good. They got a problem with you. I know who that is to you. I know that's your blood cousin. They got a problem with you. I know that's your cousin on your daddy's side. Your mom's, they got a problem with you. I know that you might have grew up. They got a problem with you. Let the Lord begin to speak some words into your spirit. That you didn't even know was there. Hallelujah. Let the Lord begin to use you in areas that you didn't even know that you can be used in. Mark chapter 5. Look, let me start reading that verse number 34 because and this is just a wrap up from yesterday. Like I was saying about the woman with the issue. But he says in Mark, it says this. And he said to her daughter, 
your faith has made you well. And he said, daughter, he called her daughter. That's a, she's a, a child of God. Daughter, your faith has made you well. You got that kind of faith. You're a child of God. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your affliction. And while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Now, let me tell you what's going on here. Before Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood, there was another man that came to Jesus, asking him to come to his house because his daughter was at the point of death. She was dying. So as Jesus was on his way to heal the man's daughter, that's when the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus. <laughs> she stopped Jesus while he was on his way to somebody else's house. <laughs> but don't you worry. While God is blessing others, he has not forgotten about you. When the man came to Jesus, his daughter was dying. But by the time the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus and all the commotion that was going on, and the woman came and telling Jesus the truth, and Jesus had stopped and ministered to the woman. By the time all that had went down, the man's daughter no longer was dying. Now she is dead. And someone has came to the man and said, hey, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Somebody has came to this man and said, hey, what's the use? There is no use no more. She's dead now. You can leave Jesus alone. She's dead now. You can leave Jesus alone. The marriage is dead. The job is dead. The ministry is dead. This man ain't preaching years. This, you can ask, oh, you can ask, you, you can forget about it. It's over with now. You can just leave Jesus alone. Things have died off in your life. Dead ideas. Dead relationships. Years has passed. You can forget about it now. The problem is they don't know who they're speaking with. They don't know who they're talking to when you're connecting with Jesus. It don't matter how long something's been dead. Jesus can still raise it up. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Because Jesus is not in time. <laughs> he just stepped in time for 33 years to die for the sins of the world. Then he stepped out of time. Jesus before the, was before the world began. And he'll utterable And he'll be here long after the world ends. For heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of the Lord shall still be here. The word of the Lord doesn't have no time constraint on him. The power is not limited. That he's saying, don't trouble the master, don't trouble the teacher, don't trouble Jesus any further, because the situation is dead, as if God can't do anything about it. With man, it is, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Some of you right now didn't seek God for your situation because somebody told you, don't trouble Jesus any further. You might as well stop going to church. You might as well stop praying. You might as well stop fasting. You might as well stop um, believing God because the situation is dead now. And because they told you that, you stopped. You just gave up. Gave up your prayer life. Gave up your praise life. Gave up your preaching life. Gave up your fasting life. Gave up some things. Stop laying on hands. Stop being encouraged. You stop believing God. You stop being depressed. You start going back into the world and doing the things that you used to do. Because somebody told you, don't trouble the teacher any further. Don't trouble no father is dead now. But they gave you some bad advice when it comes to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And no matter how long a situation in your life has been dead, God can still raise it back up. 
Here's what happened. <laughs> Your daughter is dead. He says, Why well, trouble to teach any father? Why trouble to teach any father? Come on now. Leave him alone. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogues, Do not be afraid. Only believe. Fret not. Fear not. Forget not. Abu shot not my. Fret not. Fear not. Forget not. Faint not. Because <laughs> God will fail not. Fret. Ah, little gold I buy. That's your word for today. Fret not. Forget not. Fear not. Faint not. For God will fail not. My God in here. He says, he tells this man, oh, don't be afraid, only believe. My daughter's dead, Jesus. Don't be afraid, only believe. My business is gone. They they, they close the doors. Don't be afraid, only believe. Lord, my credit. Don't be afraid, don't believe. Lord, I, I, I just don't know where to go no more. I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to stay here or go. Or I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm messed up. Don't be afraid. Only believe. What you thought when you got saved, everything was going to be cool? Everything was going to be smooth? When you first got saved, you had no intentions of uh, going back into the world, did you? You had no intentions of sleeping around again, did you? You had no intentions of doing different things that you're doing right now, did you? Because when you first got saved, you thought it was all good. You didn't realize that when you got saved, you was in a fight, baby. You were in a fight against your flesh. You've been in a fight against religious and traditional folk. You've been in a fight against false doctrine. You've been in a fight against racism. You're in a fight against all kind of things that's going on in your life. Diseases, exes, schisms, all kind of things are going on. Don't be afraid, only believe. Look, look what else happened. And he permitted no one to follow him. Now this is when Jesus is getting ready to make something happen. Now when he's getting ready to do some supernatural things, he only let three of them, he had 12 disciples, but sometimes he won't let three of them go. Because he would let three of them go because there would be some the pillars, the, the ones that first started. When Jesus had rose from the grave, they, they'll be the ones that first start the church. He only allowed three of them to go. So he only allowed Peter, James, and John to go with him. Not because they were better than everybody else. Not because they had more moral character than, than other, other disciples. No. Peter denied them three times. John and James used to fight with each other all the time. John and James trying to call down fire from heaven and devour people. <laughs> Not only that, they trying to sit on Jesus' right hand and left hand. They, they trying to put themselves above folks. <laughs> not because they were so good because these men knew that it was not by power not by might but by my spirit says the Lord can we go deeper into this thing so he permitted Peter and James and John the brother of James to go in with him where they, what was they going they going to where the dead girl is at Jesus Christ is getting ready to come to where your dead situation is at hallelujah Jesus Christ is coming to your area that has died just to raise it back up. 
Some of you think that Jesus Christ don't want to touch your dead places. My God in here. But that's what the Lord is here to do. Did you know that the Lord himself is resurrection? Now, if you have resurrection power inside of you, why don't you think that God is able to raise up some things in your life? I know what somebody told you. I know that somebody prophesied to you and said it's all over, but the devil is a lie. Don't believe that lie. Can I tell you what happened? Can we look and see what happens now? He says, why make this come? Watch this. Now, Jesus walking to the, to the house. Watch this now. Jesus, he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogues. He don't came to the house now where this man's daughter is dead. He, Jesus came into the house. The ruler of the synagogues and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. This is like a tumult. is like a big mob. A big crowd of people was in there. And they're in there weeping and they're crying and they're wailing loudly. They're just going at it. But watch what happens. And when he came in, he said to them, why make this common in commotion and weep? What's all this commotion and weeping about? <laughs> the child is not dead, but sleeping. <laughs> Your situation not dead, man. It's sleeping. It's, take, it's sleeping. It's taking a nap. It's sleeping. Hallelujah. Watch God, oh my God, watch God wake you up out of sleep. You've been sleepwalking for years now. You've been sleepwalking through your ministry for years now. You've been sleepwalking through that marriage for years now. You've been sleepwalking on that job for years now. You've been sleepwalking on your ideas and passions for years now. You've been sleepwalking through almost shaky rebels. And even some people, when they're preaching right now, they're sleepwalking through it because they don't lost faith. They don't lost hope. They're sleepwalking through their ministry. You're sleepwalking through that marriage. You're sleepwalking with the trying to uh, parenting that kid. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has come to wake you up out of sleep. It is time to wake up out of sleep and be the man of God you've been called to be. Jesus walking to the midst of the crowd. This tumult, this mob. People are willing, people are going crying, they're going off. And Jesus said, What is all this commotion about? What's going on with all this weeping? She is not dead. She's just sleeping. Now watch this. And they laugh him to scorn. All these people. All this big crowd. When Jesus walked in the house and said she's just sleeping. They, they, they laughed him to scorn. Here's, how, here's one of the signs when you know that you got some great faith. When people start to laugh at it. If people haven't laughed at your faith yet then you haven't really got that great faith that you want yet. When people start laughing at your faith, that's when you know you got that great faith. That's when you know you got that ridiculous faith. That's how you know you got that faith that can move mountains. That's how you know you got that faith that's going to conquer kingdoms. That's how you know you got that faith that's going to conquer yourself and get you some self-control and have you stop calling this one and that one and this one and this one and that one and trying to find happiness here and there and with him and with her and... and Somebody need to laugh at your faith real quick. That's how you know you got some great faith. Then folks start to laugh at it. 
Jesus walked into the spot, said she's not dead, she's sleeping. Folks started to laugh. You said you've been called to the ministry. Folks started to laugh. You said you've been called to be the CEO. Folks started to laugh. You said you was going to be a billionaire. Folks started to laugh. You said you was going to be married. Some folks, some folks started to laugh. Some folks said you're going to get off drugs. Some folks said you, they started to laugh. Listen, she is not dead. She is sleeping. Baby, you're not dead yet. You're just sleeping. Wake up right now and give God some praise in this bad boy. Woo! Hey, boss. Shake it up. Oh yeah, God got your alarm clock, baby. He getting ready to wake you up right now in the name of Jesus. Oh shit, by the power of God, right now in the name of Jesus. You thought you was dead, but you just been sleeping. Oh my God, I hear somebody laughing right now. Laugh on. But watch what I'm. I'm here's what here's what you need to do to the laughers. Let me show you what you're gonna have to do to the laughers. Let me let me calm down. Give you the rest of these scriptures. And then for I can get it, oh boy, yeah. Hey, my, watch what happened now. But when he had put them all out, put all the laughing folks out. Yet let them laugh, but don't let them stay. <laughs> There's some people right now that you was dating that you told some things that God was going to do for you and they laugh, but you let them stay. And that's why you're still stuck in the same spot that you're in because you let the laughers stay. There's some, there some, there somebody that you... Right now that you married to, that you told it God how God was gonna bless you, and then you they laughed at you and you let that joker stay. Not only did you let him stay, you said I do to him, and right now you're suffering right now. Oh, I feel God in me. But what it kind of both shaking. There's some pastors that don't laugh at you. There's some bishops that don't laugh at you. There's some deacons, some choir members that don't laugh at you. There's some bosses that don't laugh at your face. But you let them clowns stay in your life. Sometimes you gotta kick those folks out. The laughers can't stay now. They can laugh, but you can't stay. Jesus put them all out, and he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him, and he ended where the child was lying. My God, and watch what else he getting ready to do. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumai, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately, the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were all over, overcome with great amazement. Look, let me tell you something real quick. The woman with the issue of blood had been bleeding for 12 years. When she touched him with his garment, immediately, immediately, she was healed. This young girl right now is 12 years old, who was dead. But when Jesus touched her, immediately... She rose from the grave. Some of you right now been going through some things for 12 years. My God in here. I feel that this word might be for me. I feel it in my spirit. I've been going through something for 12 years. But I've been sleepwalking through it for 12 years. But the devil's alive now. In the most shaken about Yaka. The Lord, even Jesus, has touched the garment, has touched the hem, and has touched the hand. And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you about to get up and start walking. God's getting ready to get, listen, the, the next year he's getting ready to amaze you right now. He's getting ready to amaze you next year. My God in here. <laughs> it's getting ready to be amazing what God's getting ready to do. The Bible says they will, will feel with great amazement. They will overcome with great amazement. When has the last time the Lord amazed you like that? You got to get up out of sleep and see what's going on. 
They were amazement. But he commanded them that strictly that no one should know, know it. And he said that something should be given to her to eat. Listen, God bless you and keep you. I don't know how long you've been going through. It may be 12 years. I don't know how long you've been struggling with issues of blood. It may be 12 years. I don't know how long the situation may be in your life. It may, it may be 12 years. Your situation isn't dead. It's sleeping. Jesus Christ is on his way to wake you about his sleep. You're getting ready to snap out of that thing. You've been sleepwalking through your ministry. You've been sleepwalking through your faith. You've been sleeping on God. You've been sleeping on the one that you've been dreaming about, though. Hallelujah. Go ahead, I'm my shit. Wake up right now. Awake to righteousness and sin. Not for some have to, not the knowledge of God. It's because of your shame. Even now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you're getting ready to come out of that thing. You're getting ready to wake up, baby. The enemy has put you to sleep with problems, with debt, with trials, with tribulation, with afflictions, with oppressions. He's put you uh, asleep all this year with all that's been going on in this world. But even now, I ask the name, in, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he'll wake you about to sleep. That my shot. In Jesus' name. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. Thank you.